Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that has also seen Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. So you show and the writers, writers both. yeah. Oh wow, you saw that movie. Good job, guys. Ooh, you're the only ones. Not anymore. People have seen it now, kind of by association, right? Basically, yeah. yes. This is season seven, episode twenty-one. End of days. Original air date May thirteenth, two thousand and three. Holy shit! End of days, Michaela. Woo! It's quite Ooh. the title. Sounds like things are going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> then you would be not entirely incorrect. Yeah, I'd be partially correct. Yeah. yeah, partially correct. So in my notes, especially with the previously on, I have titled this episode somewhat facetiously, A Potential Dies Tonight. <laughs> As a reference to Clone High, certainly. Oh. And also the general expendability. You know what? They make it through in championic fashion the potentials i mean one of them dies which one the one that gets shredded by the uber van oh yeah right that (laughs) one dies a lot (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm sorry what was her name (laughs) who knows (laughs) there were so many potentials in this episode that i had never seen before (laughs) oh my god (laughs) not one of them was kit or nancy but we're not sour (laughs) about that what we are sour about michaela is the writers not knowing what a fucking scythe looks like in my first picture open quotation mark scythe close quotation mark so what would you call this it's an axe have you ever fucking seen an axe this is an iron man ass axe it is very iron man you are very correct i don't know why they like to refer to it as a scythe you make a great point it's a lot more of an axe it's got a pointy end on the, like, butt of the axe. And yeah. you're like, oh, wow, that's a way to hurt someone. And it's got, like, a maul sort of thing built into the the shaft of the axe. And you're like, oh, that's also a good way to hit things. Not as good as the axe blade, which is on the end of this. And is <laughs> definitely not a scythe, you dinguses. Sorry, dingai. It's from the I Latin. Was, I also wanted to correct you and say dingai. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why they like on they're on a website later called History of the Axe <laughs> in in order to try to find more information about this weapon and yet they keep being like oh yeah the scythe well, Buffy's like, I'm pretty sure it's a scythe, and no one questions her about it, and you're like, are you looking at it? Do you like uh, my picture? What is your picture? I want you to try to pronounce it. <laughs> Excited. <laughs> such a stretch <laughs> that's a bit of a stretch yeah buffy does not look very excited in this <laughs> picture but honestly i couldn't find one of her looking actually excited so this is the best i could do <laughs> that's not really her you know her deal this her jam episode yeah. this season these past two seasons yeah coming like back from the while. dead has been a really harsh move Right, so Buffy comes down here at the end of the previous episode. She finds this scythe, 
And so at the beginning of this episode, Caleb has followed her down and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, see if you can pry that out a solid stone before I kick the shit out of you. And she just picks it up. Effortlessly. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, very much Holy Grail-esque and the watery tarts distributing weapons is no basis for a system of government <laughs> really comes into play here. <laughs> I mean, Spike's going to talk about holy hand grenades at some point, right? <laughs> Is that even this They episode? know what they're doing. Who remembers? Yeah, so this weapon is clearly here for Buffy. Mm-hmm. You know, she gets it right away. Caleb's mad spooked now that she has it. Oh, yeah. Doesn't like it at all. No. And uh, the first tells him to let her go. Yeah, she also goes without too much of uh, a fight because... You know, the first is like, Faith go boom. And you're like, oh, Faith indeed go boom. <laughs> she really did go boom. Yeah. 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 Not just Faith, turns out. A lot of potentials. A lot of unnamed potentials have eaten it here. But it doesn't matter. What's the body count? Who knows? Who knows? Amanda has survived the explosion. Uh, Vi has survived, although she's a little bit hurt. Kennedy's <laughs> In there. In my words, oh fuck, Kennedy is still alive. <laughs> And Faith is pulled out of some water, possibly still breathing. I have to say, for a bunch of teenage girls who are not the Slayer, they transport Faith's unconscious body with surprising ease. A plum, even, yeah. Yeah. Doing a great job until they run into (gasps) another Turacon. Oh, no. Not just one, it turns out, but three. You three. You three, no. Yeah. yeah. So there's more of them. <laughs> yeah, and and they've they've clearly chased all of the potentials into this space where they are now surrounding them and they are intending to just kill them all, basically. Can we talk about you three happening without us seeing it and the amount of fuckery we've seen with this seal in this season for these guys to just show up all of a sudden? I mean, I guess it makes sense because yeah, there's been a bunch of fuckery with the seal, but also wasn't there that episode where they're like, oh, thank goodness, Andrew's tears closed it and everything's gone back to normal for a bit? But then wasn't I sure that there was some garbage throwaway line about like, oh, well, since the seal's all open again and stuff. Oh, God. Sure. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, wow. You, yeah. you make a great point, though. Like, they spent so much time making such a huge deal about this. You know, like, one uber vamp comes out after Jonathan's been bleeding on the seal. Spike's been bleeding on the seal. There's been a lot of blood happening on the seal. Mm-hmm. And, like, sure, they could just sacrifice person after person person on this seal and theoretically they're gonna get uber vamp after uber vamp out of it but to not even show us that at all and like it took the first a while to get that first one you know and then after that apparently it's super easy i mean caleb's here now he's probably killed lots of women (sighs) and like just put their bodies on the seal i don't know man sure yeah what they're going for here is like oh surprise there's three uber vamps now you guys didn't see that coming and they thought that that would be more impactful than like showing them coming out of the seal but i think they were wrong yeah they're uh they're doing a lot of things pacing wise this episode that i'm not not on board with it's very strange it's like they're trying to trick you into thinking it's a two-parter but like is it I still say no. It's not. Yeah. This is not not a two-parter. No. Because what gets set up in this? 
Nothing. Like, this is the problem, right? At the yeah. end of this episode, the penultimate episode of the series, they don't have even the inklings of a plan to defeat no. the first evil. They've got a scythe. Yeah. That is yay. Sorry, a scythe. <laughs> and that's it. Like, the first evil is still incorporeal and everywhere and gaining power. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to jump right to the end, the fabricated drama that they end this episode on... <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's insane. Oh, what the fuck was that is my final <laughs> note because holy shit the end of this episode made me quite angry when I would say. When that was the end of the episode I was like, "Oh, that's not a commercial break?" Oh, that's right? confusing. <laughs> That's your cliffhanger? That's, That's all this show has left. Spuffy. <laughs> 21 episodes of 22. Uh, sorry, 143 <laughs> of 144. Yeah. And they end it on Spike being mad that Buffy kisses Angel? Are you shitting oh, me? boy. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so Andrew has looted a bunch of food from the from a grocery store, bringing us into your picture, yeah. mm, Cookie, I believe. <laughs> Giles is pleased to have a Jaffa cake in a yeah. return of Food Watch, and I have captured Food, food mm-hmm. Watch Redux as Andrew has his yeah. little juice bag here, and I'm just thinking back to all the times Shit. Andrew's been eating, and it we haven't called it out. Watch. He's eating all the time. He is the new Food Watch. Oh, uh, we were fools. He is the new Food yeah. Watch, and we were now, fools. Now, I will say yeah. that Andrew okay. is crushing it in terms of being useful this episode. So, like, oh my there are God. so many people in this house, and, like, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I'm like, who's feeding all the potentials? How are they feeding them? They don't have any money. And this is how. Going and looting the grocery store because turns out everyone left town and Andrew's like, oh, I guess we need some food. Better go just take it. Like the amount of ownership and responsibility Andrew yeah. is taking on. It's just phenomenal great. compared to anyone yeah. else in this house. He, like without him, they'd be hungry and I mean, have a lot fewer medical supplies. <laughs> yeah. 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 His idea to loot a hospital is very good. How did no one else think oh of it? Oh my god. <laughs> Again, he's the smart one. Yeah. Like I guess. Willow is reserved and able to do some research, but her main thing is I can't do magic. Yeah. So Andrew's the smart one now. <laughs> yeah, Willow just sits around meditating, trying to make sure that she doesn't do too much magic. That's it. Right. Yeah, basically. So the core scoobs, after their mission from last episode, were unable to even locate Buffy. Pretty, pretty which, embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, that's all they were given to do and they weren't able to yeah. do it. P-Wood has gone off to do his own thing, probably. We don't see him this episode. Yeah. But Buffy was able to locate the potentials. Which is a great, like, how? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, how did she find them? <laughs> Like, where are they? Yeah, I mean, that's the great first question, right? They are somewhere on the the edge edge of of town town underground. Uh Uh-huh. And Buffy wasn't there when they decided to go to this place. Nope. Slayer senses, man. Slayer senses. They never come up in conversation. That's true. But they are necessary for this show to make sense. There's three very special vampires here. So, like, her slayer senses would just be on fire, you would think. Off the charts, yeah. Yeah. So she, she busts on in. And she demonstrates how useful the scythe is for killing vampires. Very useful indeed. Three Turakhan, one after the other, pow, 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 with her fancy axe. Yeah, and you're like, oh man, remember when you spent like three episodes trying to kill one of those? (laughs) 
good times. It's impactful in a way because we took that time earlier on. Oh, for sure. To say like, wow, this thing is super cool. Buffy is like way leveled up because of it. Yeah, it definitely makes the scythe seem more important. So it's definitely doing its job that way. And I mean, mm-hmm. having the potentials surrounded by these Turrican is pretty spooky. As I said, they like, all three of them surround one of the potentials and like literally claw her to death, which is horrible. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, all the rest have to watch this mm-hmm. happen too. Yeah, yeah, that's not great for them. Not great at all. And then, yeah, Buffy's rescued them. They go regroup at Shea Summers. The girls are all looking for a strong leader, and here comes Buffy wielding an Iron Man axe that yeah. she calls a scythe for no reason, but and, it seems you know, to be mystical. Faith is unconscious, so they're back to mm-hmm. one t- choice, basically. Correcto. Correcto. Buffy's, like, accepted back into the fold. It's almost a nice moment. Uh, whatever. There's very little info on what this axe scythe actually is but we're gonna do some research on it yeah it's a daunting task research wise because they don't know the name of it they basically know nothing at all about it except for what it kind of looks like but they're gonna mm-hmm. do their best uh i think we get next we go to anya's anya and andrew <laughs> doing their florence nightingale thing anya's amazing bedside manner <laughs> Bedside manner for days as she, in front of this very injured potential, says how they're all going to die anyway and it doesn't matter. She has been getting sloshed on the single malt uh, antiseptic that Giles has provided for them. And I've got the nice flower that's on her sweater because I think her sweater is very nice. For once... You know, she spent an entire season wearing these three-quarter length cardigans and she finally looks good in one of them. So at least that's good. Thank goodness. Yeah. I really like the Anya-Andrew pair up here. It's fantastic. I think it's fun. Yeah. Andrew grabs a swig of the single malt <laughs> and then stands up and declares that Anya's going to drive to the hospital to get these supplies since uh, he is feeling pretty dizzy. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's delightful. They're going to go have a very fun time. And I like that, I mean, they're just using Andrew in a way that they're not really using anyone else. <laughs> they pair right? him up with Spike. They go have a little adventure. They pair him up with Anya. They're going to go have a little adventure. And like, what? why is he, what did he do to deserve such treatment? Not that I don't love him, but why? But yeah, the rest of the cast, yeah. like Willow hasn't gotten anything to do since the killer in me. Yeah, basically. And it used to be the Buffy and Willow show. Yeah, it All right, really Michaela, did. this is a good time for our first segment. Why don't we go into cool, cool, cool. A Touch of Class. With your blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the Ritz. Oh. Michaela, what D&D class would you be IRL? Bard. Bard. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah, I'm a bard. Absolutely a bard. So is this you saying that you would like to be a bard or you think you already are a bard and that would translate over well? I think I already am a bard. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> I feel pretty bardy a lot of the time. Uh-huh. You know, make that, up my songs. Yeah. And like, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily magical. I think that's a bit of a stretch. But what is magic, right? So you would say you're the heart and possibly the face. <laughs> I mean, sure, I'll get out there. I'll I'll be the face of the party, you know? Talk to some villagers, convince them to let us take over their town, whatever. It's all good. Normal D&D things. Yeah. I certainly think that I would be more wizard. Mm, mm-hmm. Got that high end, got the techno pagan going on, you know. <laughs> 
know. He would I'm make basically such a, a tech good, wizard, right? He would be such a good techno pagan. Mm-hmm. Oh, it hurts me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this segues into the second part of this segment, which is if your current life were made into a D&D class, what would be one of your unique class features? And what do you think the class would be called? Interesting. I think mine would be techno pagan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rather unfortunately, <laughs> which may be why it made me so mad the first time it happened, although I don't think so. It's too I think real. I was just mad at the phrase techno pagan because it's dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it's really dumb. Oh, yeah. If I were a techno pagan, though, I think my class feature would be that once per week or once per long rest, whatever, um, I could create a small bot or Trojan to siphon resources of some kind. Mm. And I think it would like pick from, you know, gold or maybe an extra spell slot because I'm getting the resources of the botnet right. to, uh, to fuel my activities. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know what it would be called. I guess just Trojan. Yeah. Uh, I think that I would be a bard whose magic comes from puns. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, the pun slinger. Yeah. Dreaded most of all warriors. <laughs> Yeah, and my class feature would be that, uh, you know, if you're hit by one of my puns. <laughs> that, 2d4 psychic damage. Well, I think it would either be psychic damage or I would have, like, advantage on charisma checks against you or something. Because you're so <laughs> dazzled by my puns, right? <laughs> Oh, yes, that is how everyone reacts. They are dazzled. It's true. Yeah, so it's either that or psychic damage. Who's to say? <laughs> Maybe both, you know? Yeah, it could be both. Oh. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Good times. Speaking of bards, Xander gets put out to pasture. <laughs> he, could, he knows exactly what's happening. And Buffy's like, no, you're, this is important. <laughs> Oh, good. You've titled this Gene Machines. <laughs> I sure fucking have. What are Which, they yeah. doing? They've both got their denim jackets on, you know? It's Xander and Buffy. They're talking. They got their den- denim... Well, Xander's, I think, is a denim shirt, which he has left untucked. Yeah, it's it like probably has buttons in the front, and Buffy's is more of a jacket. I've called him new schlub in town. It's very schlubby, yeah. It used to be that we had Tara for all of this schlubbiness. Oh, Tara. And then she got a sense of fashion, and then she died. And now we've got Xander for schlubbiness. Like, when they put the two of them in this scene together, and they were both wearing jean on their upper halves, why didn't someone say, like, oh, we need to change one of these people? I've got another picture from this scene Mm. that I've titled Denim and Dangles. Beautiful. In which Buffy is making a face (laughs) that I think encapsulates the entire scene. (laughs) I don't even know what to call this face. (laughs) It's kind of a low-level disgust. I was really noticing that her bangs have been straightened to hell in yeah. this scene. Like, they're, oh my god, look at how dry they are at the so end. So dry, and they're so staticky. And you're just oh, like, yeah. guys, you didn't need to do this to her. She's got them big dangly earrings mm-hmm. on too. Yeah, and I think those last for most of the rest of the episode. She's just wearing them all over the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but so basically Buffy is giving Xander some sort of mysterious assignment and he's going to have to leave at this crucial time. So he's saying, you know, you're putting me out to pasture because I only have one eye left. And she says something to the effect of, you're the reason I made it this far. (laughs) 
And you're like, back it it's up. It's pandering Bucky. to Xander's ego, you know? Come on, give us some examples of of when <laughs> Xander did things that helped you get this far. Come on, just Yellow one. crayon. <laughs> Yellow crayon. That's the, oh, damn it. There is one. <laughs> there is exactly one. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's fine. They actually have a very nice scene. I love them talking about the sort of etymology of put out to pasture. Yeah. How it's like, you know, it's a good thing. You know, pastures are nice. <laughs> Uh, and then we get some exposition. You know, the vineyard used to be a mon- monastery. Giles wants Willow to ta- tap into her darkest magics to figure out what this thing is. And uh, yeah, maybe they're setting some things up for next episode. Who knows? So they definitely are here. It bothers me that Willow is still this afraid to use magic when like the world is imminently going to end. Uh, I sort of see where she's coming from in this instance, though, because this is like, you Small could potatoes. do research yeah. or magic. That's And true. it's like, well, that's actually where we should go for research, not magic. When the world is ending and I can do something about it other than research, yes, I'll do some magic. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I guess the question is, is this Axe Scythe thing important enough to take that chance on? And currently, they have no idea. They get a little bit of information in that they think they might know what its name is. And the name is uh, M. Glottalstop, which I would, I think, render after taking an entire linguistics class in university as... (laughs) I was so excited to hear you make this noise because I know that you know what a glottalstop is. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. what's What's a word that has a glottalstop in it? Oh, good question. Does glottal mm. stop have a glottal stop in it? Ugh. I think so. Like the the beginning of it? No, it's it would be in the uh, the T actually. Oh. Uh, so okay, glottal stop. Yeah. Might have one before the T sound, as we normally say glottal stop. Like glottal stop. Right. That's that's where the glottal stop is. <laughs> it's right in there where we have replaced the T. Right. Right. So it it is just sort of like this weird like. Gulpy sound, I think is what Giles calls it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yep. It's a plosive, you know. Yeah. I guess they are showing us that they have found potentially information about it. And that's why this whole scene exists. But you're like, why give it a name that your characters aren't even going to pronounce? Doesn't that seem yeah, I was so dumb? disappointed that Z- that Giles didn't try to pronounce it. Yeah, I'm like, that's that's firmly in your wheelhouse. Come on, he's definitely got that. Yeah. The next scene I am very excited about. Now I had some of this spoiled for me in the trivia that we went to. <laughs> Hilariously, but we get some closure on Miss Kitty Fantastico <laughs> as Don references an incident with a crossbow being left lying around, which is very much a fan service line. <laughs> Because, oh, yeah. you know, like little Miss Kitty Fantastico was in three episodes, was this huge fan favorite, and then just never came back again. And people kept asking mm. them, where is Miss Kitty Fantastico? So they were like, fuck you, everybody. Maybe Don killed her. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. So Don's helping Xander look in the car for a crossbow. But oh, no, he chloroforms her. And drives off, which is probably great. Yeah, I've got this picture ominous where, Mm. I mean, they're out here. It's pretty ominous to begin with. And then he's just like lurking behind her. Yep. Yeah, with his eye patch, which is definitely (laughs) adding to his spookiness. Oh, yeah. Now, I love this whole like kidnapping subplot that happens. Right. So this is clearly what Buffy wanted Xander Mm -hmm. to do, right? She doesn't want Dawn around for this fight, 
Dawn can't fight, right? Right. But she's not trained as a fighter. Not that the potentials are much better, if we're really being honest. Um, but And then Xander certainly can't either. So Buffy's like, yeah, Xander, you just take Dawn away. You guys get yourselves out of town. I don't have to worry about you. It'll be just be easier for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes some sense. I like it. It and yeah, you have to chloroform Don for that to happen. Oh, she's because not otherwise just she's, leave. Yeah, yeah, she'll just be staying. Oh, uh, and God, I mean, let's just let's get it out of the way yeah. right now because Don eventually wakes up in the car. She's like, "Where are you taking me?" Xander explains this whole thing, and she fucking tases him. <laughs> she carries a stun gun at all times, and then takes over driving the car from the passenger seat, not bothering to change drivers. It's pretty badass, honestly. I love Don so much. <laughs> right? Like, what do you mean she constantly carries a taser? No one else in this show carries shit on them. They're dumb. And she's got a stun gun. <laughs> I mean, this is absolutely the first rule of kidnapping someone, right? The first thing you do is check what they have on them. Yeah, Xander's make sure big they mistake. Have a fucking taser. <laughs> Where'd she even get a taser? You know what? Right? I don't care. She looted it from some store. It oh, doesn't certainly. matter. She's yeah. useful. Oh God. And yeah, when she just turns that car around to driving from the passenger seat, you're like, why? It'd be so easy to just get out, chuck him in the trunk so that when he wakes up, he doesn't do the same thing to you. Right? It's just going to be this hilarious, like, chloroform taser, chloroform taser. (laughs) (laughs) Wacky. Just driving in circles. Music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, good times. But yes, Dawn, at the end of this episode, is on her way back to Sunny D. Which, like, honestly, I understand that she doesn't want to abandon all of her friends and family, like, for this last stand, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. But at the same time, <laughs> Buffy sent her away for a reason. Not that we yeah. think Buffy has, like, the best decision-making skills we've ever seen. And it's definitely not true that Dawn is useless. She's very good with a bunch of languages. But yeah, she's she's probably not going to be super useful in the fight. Except now that she's back on her way to Sunnydale, I'm kind of like, oh, well, she'll show up at some dramatic point, probably. But like, what's she going to do? Why is she coming back? You know, release her key energy. She's still technically oh, a key. Oh, damn. Just imagine if she starts shooting like lasers out of her hands. <laughs> <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Oh, no. Spoilers. I'm done. <laughs> oh, no. I spoiled the last episode for you. Oh, man. <laughs> Can you even imagine? Okay. That would be delightful. Caleb's getting filled up because he is the vessel. He's got to merge with the first to stay nice and powerful. Yeah, so he's starting to get weaker. You know, he's scared of Buffy now that she has the sight. He says that he's feeling weaker. And then one of them is like, oh, we haven't merged in some time. And you're like, okay. I mean, let me, maybe we'll find out why why this works for Caleb and no one else. Nope. Yeah, incorrect. He's just the vessel. This is something that he does now and again to get black contacts. So I've called my picture of this... <laughs> Season three, season three realness. realness. <laughs> because I don't know how much you remember Amends, but oh. at the end of it, after they have defeated the first through Christmas magic, I think, right. is what happens. Yeah. Um, there is a moment where it whooshes at Buffy and it is this thing. Like, this is oh, the same- Oh, no way. Yeah. The same puppet? Like, this image, I am almost positive- is the same one. And like, it's established. They kind of have no choice but to use it again. But like- I guess. It just looks bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's brief enough that it's not too egregious. It's fine. (laughs) 
This is not a high quality picture, but I'm gonna send it to you anyways. Oh, wow. Yeah, in all five pixels that are there. Yeah, this is absolutely the same thing. Right? Like, it might not be identical, but it has the same vibe to it, certainly. <laughs> is it not identical? Oh, Maybe it's it slightly stretched in the I don't know. older one? The older mm. one is such a low quality picture <laughs> that is very difficult to tell. But, like, certainly when I saw this happen, I was like, that looks very familiar to me. Yeah, that's uh, that's very good continuity on their part. Mm-hmm. Again, probably no one noticed, but hey. No one notices on the first or second watch through, but eventually you pick up on this, right? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I guess what else are they doing in season seven other than furiously watching and re-watching amends? <laughs> Like, what did we say? Did we say anything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turns out, not really. Okay, so Caleb is more powerful now. He's got his black contacts. That's going great. Okay. Faith has gotten a little bit better. She is not Awake. in a comma. Yeah. She can hold the axe, and she is very happy with it. I love this line. This, it feels like it's mine, so I guess that must mean it's yours. Oh, <sighs> spicy. <laughs> spicy stuff. But yeah, I mean, like, Faith's down on herself for leading all the potentials into a trap. Buffy's like, it could have happened to me. And honestly, probably would have. Because if she hadn't gone back to the vineyard alone, it would have been the same kind of situation, right? Right. Sorry, I just looked ahead at a couple of your pictures from uh -uh. the future. And I, <laughs> I'm having difficulty holding it together. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry, I was definitely listening to the things you said. <laughs> Well, I'm glad future me brought you joy. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's right. Faith things happen. They're very nice. Spike comes back and he's impressed with the axe. Man, okay, so Spike and Buffy have this makeup scene where they're like talking. Things are mad ox, whatever. Last night was super special to him, blah, 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 blah. Fucking hell. The lights in this scene are supposed to be candles. So it's just constantly flickering. <gasps> so much And it's so distracting. <laughs> it's so distracting. Because, like, that's not how candles do. And I was just like, were their lights just fucked up this day for filming? And they, like, went with it on the penultimate episode? No, it's supposed to be romantic. They did it's supposed this on to be that purpose. Way. Yeah. And so, yeah, this scene is very much, Spike shows up, tries to play it off, like, oh, it was no big deal, that, that thing we did last night, just super chill, no big deal. Buffy's like, mm, I'm not buying it. And then he is all, like, vulnerable and open with her, and he, she basically gives him nothing back, so then he shuts mm -hmm. down again. And you're just like, well, yeah, Buffy, what did you think was gonna happen <laughs> when you made him open up to you, and then you were just like, it was special to me, too. <laughs> Ah, uh, Buffy. Yep, <laughs> yeah. that sure is how you do. That sure is. So, yeah, he just basically shows up, says a bunch of nice things, and then runs away because he feels uncomfortable. Hell yeah, gotta Woo! do it. We wrap up with some Andrew and Anya. They're stealing a bunch of useful supplies from the hospital. Anya makes a Jaws reference, causing Andrew to say that she's the perfect woman. Delightful. He full-on checks her out after she makes this Jaws reference. Mm -hmm. Cause you And you can just see him thinking, like, maybe. How you know? gay am I? <laughs> maybe someone in this show can be bi for once. <gasps> Bisexual! Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? We get, I believe, our final instance of 
Andrew saying something, uh, someone saying, show me, and him saying, well, I don't have the rash anymore, but it was like scabby. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like the strangest continuous joke. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Uh, absolutely great yeah this is like a really nice scene for both of them honestly it's a really nice scene anya gets a bunch of time to talk about how far she has come from running away from an apocalypse to actively trying to prevent one or just deal with whatever happens yeah and so then andrew prompts her like well why do you think you're doing that and (laughs) she ends up yeah going on this this having this speech about how People are stupid and there's no way they're going to win. But even though the odds are stacked against them, they still try. And it's really nice. And Andrew makes fun of her because she loves humans. (laughs) She does love humans. And I love the way that this scene concludes because it's just so wheelchair fight. And then they have a wheelchair fight and it's amazing. God. And it's great too because I think they're really trying to play it for like maybe they're gonna bang. But <laughs> then instead Andrew wants to have a wheelchair fight. He's not wrong to do so. All right, Michaela, we are coming into the last act of this, so let's go into our second segment. Woo! With friends like these. So just then the sea cucumber looks over the mollusk and says, With friends like these, who needs anemones? <laughs> Cool. Michaela, anyone in Buffy that you would actually hang out with IRL? Hmm. Interesting. So, like, definitely not Buffy. Let's be honest about that. Uh, Andrew. Giles. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd hang out with, like, Andrew and Lil J minus Warren. Mm-hmm. They yeah. seem fun. Yeah, I'd kick it with the G-Man. I would want to work with Giles, you know? <laughs> Like, we could have a nice relationship as co-workers. I think that'd be good. Ooh, yeah, I could have tea with him. That'd be nice. He would just be, like, fucking hyper, hyper useful, too. Like, so productive, so competent. (laughs) Shit. Who else we got up in here? I mean, at this point, Don seems like a pretty reasonable person. Oh, yeah, I would hang out with Don. Yeah? For sure. Yeah, she seems pretty, pretty cool. Like, Occasionally she lapses into ancient Sumerian and I'm like, Don, I only speak English. And she's like, sorry, I forgot how limited you mortals are. And I'd be like, (laughs) classic key, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, like, if any, if, you know, there's like something that's stuck or like a a lock that you need to get in, she just... (laughs) Just just pick her up up. and ram her in there. (laughs) No big deal, you know? <laughs> Try jiggling her. Make sure. It oh, I would hang out with Anya all day, every day. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Anya <laughs> is never a person that you've got to wonder if they're talking behind your back. A, she is. B, she's saying it in front of you, too. Mm-hmm. You know exactly where you stand. It's great stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think Willow would be generally pretty fun. Yeah. She goes a bit dark sometimes. She does. And I would have to have some pretty, like, uncomfortable conversations with her every time she called herself a lesbian. So, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, uh, she'd constantly do it too. Like no one would be talking about anything related to sexuality. And then she'd be like, well, I was at the grocery store last Tuesday because I'm a lesbian. And you'd be like, Willow, no, give yourself more credit. <laughs> and like, not that I want to try to like label her or tell her what her own sexuality is. I would just want to like understand where she's coming from when she's claiming to just be a lesbian now. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. I would I would hang out with I think zero of the potentials. Oh god no. Oh, <laughs> zero. God. 
Oh, no. Maybe Amanda. But, like, Amanda would have been a high school friend, you know? And then just never seen her again after university. If I was also evil, I would hang out with Evil Angel, Evil Spike, and Drusilla. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sounds hella fun. <laughs> oh, the Adams Family was good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good Spike's kind of a downer, honestly. Yeah, same with Good Angel. No one <laughs> yeah. wants to be around that snooze fest. <laughs> uh. Good times. Before we move on... Just as a quick addendum to this segment, who among the cast is doing the most harm while trying to help? And I think I have to exclude Buffy because it's just too obvious. <laughs> oh, boy. So, like, currently, who is doing the most harm other than Buffy? Correct. Uh, probably Kennedy. Oh, <laughs> Because of her insubordination that she, I mean, she's doing it because she thinks it's what they should be doing every time she argues, but it's really not helpful. Yeah, I I was going to accuse you of just being classically biased against Kennedy, which (laughs) I'm not saying you aren't. But yeah, you do have some solid reasons. I would also say Faith is like doing her best at leadership, but this is not the time for you to experiment with leadership. For sure. Like, especially for someone like her who, as she says, she's never really like had close friends. She's never Mm -hmm. led anyone into anything. So to just be like, okay, you're the leader of these 30 plus girls. I don't know how many there are now. So fucking many. It doesn't matter that a bunch of them got blown up. No, there are still just just as many. Limitless stories. I love it on the previously on whenever Giles in the voiceover is like, all right, Gov, now there's just a handful (laughs) of these potentials. And I'm like, is there just a handful, Giles? There seems to be quite a handful. Right. How big are your hands? (laughs) (laughs) Tony, got famous hands. All right. Buffy going to a graveyard (laughs) is the end of this. And oh my God, everything from this point on in the episode is bananas, bananas, badonkadonk. It's crazy pants. And it starts with my picture, this old crypt, which possibly is better titled this old pyramid. The old Sunnydale Egyptian tomb. (laughs) It's got like an Egyptian sarcophagus in it. And you're like, we've never seen this ever before. I love that Buffy's wandering around and she's like, oh yeah, the old Egyptian (laughs) pyramid. Maybe that has a clue. And they like go all in on this Egyptian theme. Inside, there are more hieroglyphs. There are columns. Columns. I mean, the sarcophagus is a really big one. Because like no one else did Egyptian shaped sarcophagi. (laughs) Never. No. <sighs> what the fuck is this? And, and it goes from bad to worse yep. because it gets to your picture, Hundo P. Pointless. <laughs> this woman shows up. She's been waiting for Buffy for question mark amount of time. And then she tells Buffy absolutely nothing. So this is a guardian or some bullshit. This is the old knight from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, right? Yep. She's been hanging around in a haunted place for a long ass time. And she's pretty old now. So she can deliver some small bits of exposition to the hero. And then her entire point is used up. So the wiki puts it this way. (laughs) 
tells her that the scythe is a powerful weapon forged for the final battle. And I think that is the only thing that she tells her that isn't just a bunch of exposition about who she is, what her order is, what their purpose was, when the scythe was formed. Yeah, I was going to say, like, no, she tells her a bunch about, oh, no, it's all about about herself. A pointless character that didn't show up until the penultimate episode and dies minutes later. After telling Buffy nothing. Oh, my God, this fucking character. (laughs) Like, it's insane to have an 11th hour revelation of a pre-watcher guardian order in the first place, right? Like, that's crazy. Who watches the watchers? (laughs) No one gives a shit at this point. It's just like, you know what this feels like? What's that? This feels like them saying, okay, I know we said that men made the Slayer, but, 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 what if this whole time there was a secret order of women watching the men? (laughs) It feels exactly like that. And it's so dumb because both of these things are pointless and useless. It's like a weird retcon to the thing that they made up a few episodes ago that they didn't need to. Not that long ago. (laughs) Now, I will say, the scythe is important. Like, yes, they made a big deal about it. It's going to feature heavily in the next episode, right? That's very clear, They already knew it was important, though. Exactly. Her saying that it's a powerful weapon... Forged for the final battle is not adding anything to what Buffy already knows. (laughs) We knew literally all of that. And then, as you say, she is immediately killed because Caleb is also in this tomb somehow. Oh my god, how did he get here? (laughs) How did he manage to sneak up on them in this tomb with precisely one entrance that Buffy just kicked in? It's a great question. What the fuck (laughs) is happening? And it goes off the rails. Mm -hmm. Caleb has this amazing new juice inside of him. And the the fight is a bit one-sided. And then, of course, as you told me last episode (laughs) and I completely forgot. As you do. An old friend? Is that how it's? Yeah. Yeah, new, new, what? New faces and old friends? Let me, let me go and look. I will tell you in a moment. <laughs> a new ally, an old friend, and great danger. <laughs> so the new ally's dead. The yeah, old dead. friend shows up because it's Angel, and you've called him the master lurker. Now, I also, I have a, a note about this that I mildly regret not calling my picture. Okay. But the, ro- the note that I wrote when Angel showed up was saved by the Angel Bell. <laughs> Oh my god, I hate it. (laughs) So do you feel that you took psychic damage from that pun? Yes. (laughs) But I am also dazzled. Good, good, perfect. So Angel shows up, he knocks Caleb down in one hit, which just seems unlikely. When the fuck did Angel get so good at this shit? I don't know, and like, I guess he has the element of surprise... As he, like, leaps out of the shadows or whatever it is he does. But uh, Buffy's, like, really not doing well against Caleb. And Angel's like, bam! And that's it. Caleb's halfway across the room. And then Angel's like, nah, Buffy's got this from here. And you're like, she didn't before. But she does now. And she scythes Caleb to death. (laughs) It works incredibly well. Caleb fails his con save and goes down for goodsies. And Angel just 
stands to the side and watches because that is his jam. <laughs> uh, his comment about how much he'd missed watching Buffy yeah. beat the snot out of people. <laughs> You're just like, yep, that was what you used to do on this show all the time, wasn't it? Oh boy, all do we miss time. those days. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And then things go from bad to worse. As we alluded to earlier, <laughs> Buffy's like, uh, Angel, I'm so happy to see you. You're my one true love, and I'm sorry I sent you to hell. And Angel's like, no problem, dearest. I have all the personality of wet paper, and I love you back a bunch, bunch, bunch. Let's kiss right now. Put your lips on mine, blah, 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 blah. And Spike watches on, and he goes, oh, that right, bitch. Yes, and this is my picture. The student has surpassed the teacher. Oh, my God. I couldn't fucking keep it together when you... F- when I fucking read this before. <laughs> he has, you know? Spike is out lurking the lurker. How many yes. fucking people? It didn't Look occur to me until tomb. right now. They're all just lurking. Four people made it into this tomb, which has one entrance without anyone noticing. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> okay, plus, yeah, plus a guardian lady makes five. Holy shit. She was already in here. She was here. But, oh my god, this tomb's population is going up, up, up. Skyrocketing. And then, yeah, Spike's here. Yeah. The first... Oh, sorry, the first, as Buffy says that bitch to him. Yeah, yeah. And he gets mad about it. And then the episode ends, and you're like... What? What? (laughs) (laughs) What a weird thing to... Yep. I can't. I'm defeated by it. Like, I don't know. I don't know where to go from here. What? What do you do now? Okay. Yeah, sure. Spike had been set up earlier as like, oh, he's still got a big role to play. But like, wasn't Caleb part? Wasn't he just supposed to kill her? I don't know, man. Why, Why did Caleb get introduced five episodes before the end and only last for four episodes? It's a great question. <laughs> I wish Wait, I had does, an answer. Does he show up and get it done? Uh, no, Dirty Girls. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That's that's counting. Yeah. Four episodes of Caleb. Yeah. Yep. Oh, <laughs> man. What? What the fuck are they thinking? What's happening? They had season five down pat in terms of a plot, you know? But they didn't, didn't. Because they had that fucking coma episode. That's true. No. God. You keep forgetting about fuck how, like, the coma. Two, two of the last three episodes, nothing happened. They, like, drove into the desert to fight the cobs. Then Buffy had a coma. And then they fought Glory. What the fuck is happening? All the interesting things you think happened in the last three episodes were all just in the last one of season five. Holy shit. Okay. Which I think is what happened to me this just now, because there are some things that I was kind of expecting to happen this episode. And then I guess they're going to happen next episode because they didn't happen this episode, which is fine. All right. We're going off script. We are so close to the end that I don't care about our fucking episode lengths, whatever. Fuck it. (laughs) I'm going to talk about what interests me. And right now that is like, okay, what's happening next episode, right? Yeah. There is a fight of yes. some kind. There is a fight probably against Turakhan because mm-hmm. there were a bunch here. Oh, and it was spoiled for me in trivia. There will be a fight with Turakhan. Yes. I know one of the potentials that dies in that fight. Uh-huh. I know a leading non-potential character, who uh, semi-leading, that survives, right, because of trivia. Yep, accurate. I think that's all you know. I think that's about all I know. And, like... 
how are they proposing what are they proposing to fight where are they proposing to take the fight to what is their goal like honest to god all of these are unanswered questions at this time going into the last 40 is it a double length episode no so 45 charitably minutes of television imdb says 41 so yeah have to answer and resolve all of these questions or they just don't you know maybe they don't have to answer and resolve them but i feel like a fight of some kind is coming up in fact i know it so but and then that requires me to know who they're fighting and ideally what the goal is yeah these are all true true things is there anything big that i've missed i guess is my question for you now like no any big questions that i haven't asked especially i don't think so because the biggest thing is really like the first evil does not have a form Mm -hmm. how can you fight it this is the question we've had for basically the whole season. No answer at all, what so far. Maybe the axe, also known as Muk, can <laughs> hurt the first, despite its incorporeality, or like anchor it in some way. But we do not know. Maybe Willow will unleash her darkest magics. I'm assuming something's going to happen there because it was bigged up a lot this episode with no resolution. Mm-hmm. But like, I, like I've got these ideas, these like ways that they could do nebulous things with like capital T, you know? Things yeah. could be done. Yeah. Should things be done? I don't know. It depends on the thing. The show hasn't told me anything about it. Because... I, and I, don't, I think you might have brought this up, but like, it's still very unclear what the first goal is. Right. It wants an apocalypse of some kind. Shit. Oh my God. As much of a plan as Adam didn't have, he at least talked about having one. Now, I think the first does have a goal, does have a plan, but it hasn't been revealed fully yet. I could just be misremembering that. So, hey, we'll find out. If that's the case, that's insane. So I know, obviously I know what's going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. There are some things that are going to happen that obviously we can't talk about because you don't know Mm -hmm. what they are. That are going to answer some of your questions, I think. Right. I would say that like the next episode is not super unsatisfying or anything like that. Okay. It's not like one of those, this is the worst series finale, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Dexter style. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Dexter style. (laughs) It is hard for me to talk about it without... That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I I will pick this up then and say that you had told me, or we had been talking recently about like, you know, the sense of resolution after this. Yeah. I think I heard something at Trivia about like some super advanced Slayer society or some, or Watcher <laughs> bullshit society, something, uh-huh. something, something. And like from that, I was like, oh, so there's some like resolution. Joss has, se- has shown us in Dollhouse that he likes doing the like, you know, 20 years in the future sort of thing. Or I think in that case, it was just a couple of years. And like, maybe yeah. that's how they decide to cap this off. And it's just really weird. But your, your talk about like, do they have to resolve anything or like resolve the series as a whole has really left me wondering whether or not that's true and worrying <laughs> that it's not. Well, you only have to wait a week to find out. Isn't that exciting? It's true. Yeah. (laughs) 
Next episode is going to be special. I'm going to bring a few things that I have not planned out yet, but perfect. You know, got some time to fix that out. I'm assuming you will be bringing a few things to the table that are yeah. out of the normal realm. I've got one planned already, which is good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I figure we'll do sort of a talk for an hour-ish about the actual episode, take a little breather, <laughs> and then just talk for more time about... Now we can talk about the series as a whole, which is yeah. just is interesting oh that will be good times Michaela this episode did you like it so I didn't have a bad time Mm -hmm. and I think that's because there are just like enough things to keep me going like everything between Anya and Andrew is great it's what I like about this show I like that Buffy has this super powerful weapon and mm-hmm. that, like, she was able to get it and Caleb couldn't because it it's, like, made for her. I don't, I mean, I hate everything about the last, like, <laughs> ten minutes of the episode. Sure. <laughs> oh, it's rough. Yeah. It's very and, rough. yeah, when she slashes Caleb, you're just like, why? Why? Why did they dangle this in front of me? This wasted opportunity. So briefly. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't have a terrible time and I didn't hate Buffy this episode. True. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Buffy's a lot more likable as a character than she has been most of this season. This is not what the penultimate episode deserves to be. Uh, That's true. The entire feel of it feels much more like a mid-season, nothing's going on, but, you know, we've got some nice character interactions going on type of thing. I'd say a lot of this season has struggled from the move from a really episodic show to something that tries to have more of an arc, and it also suffers from the fact that they don't really know what the arc is. Because really, like, when's the last time we had a monster of the week, right? Yeah, the killer in me, arguably. Yeah. Which was, yeah, like eight episodes ago or something. That was a while ago. I mean, we had Storyteller and we had Lies My Parents Told Me, which were more like contained stories. Yeah. And were much better. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, this is a, a weird feeling for the episode. Michaela, do you have a favorite outfit from the episode? Hmm. Hmm, hmm, I'm tempted... <laughs> Tempted to go with jean machines. <laughs> Do it. Do <laughs> it. Like, up. It's just so insane to me that they would have them both wearing jean jackets, jean shirts. Like, why? There's the scene is pretty long, all things considered. Yeah. Like they're standing here talking to each other, just having their jean off for just ever. Uh-huh. But you know. It's it's good. I'm glad that in these final days we can still have fashion things that are so wacky that we don't know what to do. And Michaela, who won this episode? Certainly not the Guardians. <laughs> oh, Angel, right? You think? I, yeah, you know, I'm tempted. I mean, Maybe Buffy kind of won. Oh, interesting. He was so useful. My God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, without him... They would all be starving. They'd be starving and a bunch more of them would die very soon due to lack of medical supplies. He gets to go have a fun time with Anya. He probably is really feeling like one of the gang at this point. Yeah. Which is all he really wants, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it to Andrew. That's nice. Sounds good. Michaela, is there a Taylor Kingston review for this episode? Unfortunately not. There There are other reviews. So I was briefly excited that one of them might be a Teeks. So it's funny, you know, it's, it's always the way it goes, right? The people who are writing reviews either loved it or hated it. Hated mm-hmm. it. <laughs> one person gave it a one out of ten. Oh. Which is... It's sharp. Just, it's sharp. 
My only regret, it took 4138 to end. Maybe the worst Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode ever is the <laughs> title of this review. <laughs> oh, what did they like about it? I mean, everything, I guess. They they hated the King Arthur stuff. Okay. Yeah. I see that more as an homage than anything else. Yeah. They they say that Angel appears out of nowhere like Indiana Jones to save the day. So that's another yep. good Indiana Jones reference. This episode equals cheesy, hokey, boring, stupid, insulting, mindless, awful, excruciating. <laughs> they just had a really bad time with everything. <laughs> I will say having Angel show up to help Buffy defeat Caleb does not send the strong feminist message that I associate with this show. No. Yeah. It's weird. Like I hadn't thought about that before, but... Right? Like, she needs Angel to show up and save her? No. That's not what we're supposed to be doing here. <laughs> that really isn't. That's sort of the opposite of this entire premise, is that Buffy is the thing that bad things should be afraid of. But instead, Angel, this brooding, lurking asshole, is what bad things should be afraid of. I found another review that... <laughs> is disagreeing with one of the other reviews on this oh, IMDb. IMDb intrigue drama. Yes. Yeah. So basically they're saying that they completely disagree and that it would be totally unrealistic for Angel not to appear in the last couple episodes of Buffy. Has everyone forgotten that he and Buffy are soulmates? That is in all caps. <laughs> for God's sakes, people, there is nothing that will change the way they feel about each other. Not time or space or other significant lovers in their life. Oh, no. This person, this most of this review, no, this entire review is just three paragraphs about Angel. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't like the concept of soulmates in the first place. No, it's insane. Oh, the, on Riverdale, they keep doing this thing where couples describe themselves as being endgame or not. Like, what? when Veronica and Archie broke up, Veronica was like, Archie, uh, we were, we were endgame. That's awful. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it for a similar reason of this soulmates sort of thing. I assume that's what the youths are saying these days, using the term endgame to describe their relationship. So yeah, I'm really hoping there's a Teeks next week. I really, truly am. Because Absolutely. Because I miss Teeks. Yeah. Michaela, next time on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, an episode like any other, forgettable in every way, we yeah. have chosen. Yeah, so obviously I... This, this IMDb description is spoiler filled really it is, it is i cannot read it to you okay oh revisit my imdb description of chosen going in the phone so i could maybe don't even bother it's fine like i've got enough questions that haven't yeah. been asked you know yeah. by the show that i feel like it's gonna be a, a thrill ride no matter what i don't want to know and honestly, like, all I'm going to say is that they're going to fight the first. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? It's mm, a great question. Beautiful. Okay, Michaela, until then, our listeners can always reach out via email, beyondvenue.hellmouth at gmail.com. You can also talk to us on Facebook. We love seeing things on Facebook. That's where all our pictures will be, too. This episode will be up on Reddit, buffy.reddit.com. Super appreciate any nice comments we get over there. And if you want to reach out to us individually, we can be found on Vampire Freaks, which is a oh super God. edgy social network for the alternatives among us. I went on there briefly just, just to make sure it wasn't, like, completely R-rated. Uh, oh, yeah. Jury's a little bit out on that, you know. <laughs> 
As you do. It seems to be like pretty old school forum software and uh, just that, like the weird corners of the internet that seem to have disappeared a little bit in these How modern times. How long have you had this in your pocket? Oh, today. Like wow. half an hour before the pod. Yeah. Wow. Listen, guys, I don't know. Gifted. Who knows? It was hidden yeah. so well. Yeah. Hidden so well. Anyway, mm-hmm. if you want to reach out, I am on there at so alternative. Michaela. I am on there at Blondie Bear. And if <laughs> and make sure to hashtag all of your vampires kisses. Welcome to the Hellmouth, so we know you came from the show. And until next time, farewell, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.